This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 192. So with today being Sunday, October 10th, 2021, as usual, I'm covering the latest news and rumors roundup from the Big Four Rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's dive into that. This week, we got a lot of things to cover. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on for the last week. So let's get right into it with Canon Rumors. Let's do this! First up, patent. Canon RF 180mm f3.5 L macro and Canon RF 200mm f4 macro. It looks like Canon is working on another macro lens for the RF mount, with the Canon RF 100 F2.8L-ISUSM having been released. There is likely a niche need for a longer focal length macro lens. Canon didn't sell a ton of the EF 180 F35L-USM lenses, but the people that did need it loved it. So we're looking at the possibility of the Canon RF 180mm f3.5 L USM macro, focal length 174.43mm, f numbers 3.50, half angle of view 7.07 degrees, image height 2164mm, length of lens 189.49mm with a back focus of 13.73mm. Or the other possibility is the Canon RF 200mm f4L USM macro lens, focal length 194mm, f number 4.0, half angle of view 6.36 degrees, image height of 2164, length of lens 202.49mm, with a back focus of 39.36mm. So it will be interesting to see if Canon does make either one of these slightly longer macro lenses. I'm not sure if there's a huge need for either one, but as they said at the top of the article, even though they didn't sell a lot of the EF mount of the 180 millimeter uh, macro lens, there were people that really loved it. So there is still the possibility that Canon may release one. I doubt they'll release both versions, but... Probably at least one of them. Next up, Canon to release an RF 5.2mm f2.8L next. Nokashita has tweeted a surprising mention for the next RF mount lens by Canon. They claim that a Canon RF 5.2 f2.8L is on the way. If this lens is legit and not a typo, it's likely one heck of a fisheye lens. This is the first that I've heard of such a lens, and color me intrigued, with more to come in the future. And that is it for that article. It's a fairly short one mentioning this possible lens, but there are some other articles in reference to it for this week. Next up, the upcoming Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L is a dual-lens VR lens. 
The recently rumored and upcoming Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L lens is actually a dual lens for virtual reality. So it's definitely a niche product. The full lens moniker is the Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L dual fisheye. This is definitely a surprising and intriguing development for RF lenses, but it shows Canon is more than willing to branch out in lens development. Next up, ICYMI. Here's a patent for the upcoming Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L VR lens. Back in September of 2020, I published a patent found by a Canon News for what looks to be an upcoming Canon RF 5.2 f2.8L VR lens. This is obviously a niche market lens, but it shows Canon is thinking outside the box and coming up with new ideas for the RF mount. The Canon RF 5.2 f2.8L VR lens, focal length 5.57mm, f number 2.80 Half angle of view, 90.00 uh, 90 degrees, image height, 8.75 millimeters, total lens length, 96.0 millimeters, with a back focus of 13.50 millimeters. From Japan Patent 2019-033296, in the lens device, since the angle of view of the optical system is relatively narrow and the distance baseline length between the optical axis of the two optical systems is short, the realism of the obtained stereoscopic image, uh, stereoscopic image is not sufficient. On the other hand, in the image apparatus described in patent document one, when the two optical systems to try to increase the base length of the wide angle of view, lens apparatus is enlarged. In this case, when the lens device is attached to the main body of the imaging device, the grip performance, easiness to hold, may be affected. It is an object of the present Invention to provide a lens device that enables stereoscopic photography and does not impair ease of holding. So it's a little bit confusing, but it looks like this might be a niche product for doing some sort of virtual reality photography. And that could be interesting. It could have applications for video games and other type of content like that. We will just have to wait and see. Next up, Nikon releases a teaser video for the upcoming flagship Z9 mirrorless camera. And you can watch the video on YouTube. You'll be able to find it on the official Nikon channel in the show notes for this episode. Nikon is getting ready to officially announce the Nikon Z9 flagship mirrorless camera body. It's rumored that Nikon will make an official announcement next week. Nikon Z9 rumored specifications from Nikon Rumors. 8256 by 5504 pixel resolution that confirms a 45 megapixel stacked sensor. It is interesting to note that Canon decided to go with a 24 megapixel sensor for their R3 camera. The Z9 will be capable of up to 120 frames per second and a lower res file size, 6 megabytes I think. Some reports even indicated 160 frames per second. Built-in GPS, probably GNSS, or Global Navigation Satellite System, the Z9 will use the same battery as the D6. There will also be a new 18-type battery, the ENEL18X, that can be charged by the camera's USB-C port. The sensor will be a multi-leaf blade protected shutter that auto-covers the sensor when switched off, charging, or lens 
is removed to uh, when changing the lens to stop dust and dirt on a naked sensor. The Z9 will have a car autofocus in addition to animal and people AF as well as low light minus 7 EV. Improved 3D tracking, an improved articulated screen that even works in portrait mode is a completely new design. New style locking flap for the two CF Express memory cards. Third joystick selector added to use whilst camera uh, camera close to face and shooting. Many new menu fe- menu features to tweak and match your shooting style. The shutter release sound level can be adjusted from silent to loud, so you can still get that D6 machine gun type sound. So this is definitely going to be interesting. And it is intriguing that Canon did only go with a 24 megapixel sensor in the R3. And Nikon's going with a 45 megapixel sensor in the Z9. But if you remember, Canon claims that the R3 is not their flagship body and that they still have one more body that they are working on. Hopefully it'll be the R1, but only time will tell. Next up, Canon introduces their first dual fisheye lens for stereoscopic 3D 180-degree VR capture in 8K. And there is a video on this from the official Canon YouTube channel. Uh, Melville, New York, October 6, 2021. Canon USA, Inc., a leader in digital imaging solutions, has introduced its first product designed to empower the next generation of immersive storytellers. The new RF 5.2 f2.8L dual fisheye lens brings stereoscopic 3D virtual reality capture to the EOS R5 camera as part of the EOS VR system, which also includes a future firmware update for the EOS R5 camera to support use of this lens with new VR shooting specific functions, as well as new upcoming Canon EOS VR software solutions for conversion and processing. As the world's first digital interchangeable dual fisheye lens capable of shooting stereoscopic 3D 180-degree VR imagery to a single image sensor. The complexities of virtual reality production and the ability to view the content in full capacity are greatly streamlined for seasoned professionals and newcomers to the craft. In order to truly experience the captured content by this system in its truest form, a compatible VR headset is recommended for use such as the Oculus Quest 2, allowing the viewer to immerse themselves in the content by simply moving their head to provide a vivid, incredibly wide view. Quote, at Canon, we innovate so creators can push artistic boundaries, and this commitment to innovation is what led us to introduce the new RF 5.2 2.8L dual fisheye lens. As Canon's first entry into the world of virtual reality image capture, the EOS VR system represents an important milestone in our company's rich history as a lens manufacturer and welcomes a bright future for VR content creation, said Tatsuro Tony Kano, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Canon USA's Imaging Technologies and Communications Group. Quote, this new RF lens produces a stunning 8K virtual reality image and sets itself apart through its simplified workflow. Our goal is to make immersive storytelling more accessible for all. The RF 5.2mm f2.8L dual fisheye features high-quality L-series optics engineered with 
interpupillary distance from 60 millimeters for delivery of 3D imagery in VR with natural parallax closely resembling human vision when viewed through a compatible headset. With a 190-degree field of view captured from two separate optical systems, they deliver outstanding results for 180-degree VR viewing platforms. With sub-wavelength coding technology offering impressive flare control and backlight conditions, VR creators can have freedom to shoot regardless of the time of day or position of the sun. The dual fisheye design provides versatile exposure control with a maximum aperture of a bright f2.8 to a deep depth of field of f16 with electronically controlled apertures allowing the dual fisheye lens to operate just like other RF mount lenses. Between the dust and water resistant ceiling and fluorine coating of the lens and the robust build of the EOS R5 camera, this system delivers peace of mind even in, the even in challenging weather conditions. Canon's free Camera Connect app and Canon's EOS Utility Program both will be updated in the future to offer remote-controlled live-view functionality for monitoring purposes while on the go. The EOS VR system's convenient workflow is a standout feature accomplished by recording left and right fisheye images to a single full-frame image sensor. This design helps to solve common VR challenges of stitching and syncing by outputting one single image file. Canon is currently developing two paid subscription-based software solutions as available options for compiling and post-production processing. Canon's EOS VR utility will offer the ability to convert clips from dual fisheye image to equirectangular and make quick edits, as well as select the resolution and file format before export. With the EOS VR plugin for Adobe Premiere Pro, creators will be able to automatically convert footage to equirectangular and cut, color, and add new dimension to stories with Adobe Creative Cloud apps, including Premiere Pro. Compact, lightweight, and portable, the RF 5.2 is easily packed in a camera bag to help the creator tell unlimited virtual reality stories. Additional features of Canon's first interchangeable stereoscopic 3D 180 degree VR 180 lens include close focusing distance of 7.87 inches or 0.2 meters as possible, max magnification is 0.03 times, aperture range of f2.8 to 16 with a 7 blade aperture, and simultaneous electronic diaphragm for both left and right lenses. Built in gelatin filter holder allows ND gel filters to be used in bright environments if a bright aperture is desired, fluorine coating on the front lens elements with a dust and water resistant design, extremely compact size allowing it to be used in different types of production. Pricing and availability, the Canon RF 5.2 2.8 dual fisheye lens is scheduled to be available in late December 2021 for an estimated retail price of $1,999. In addition to the lens, both of Canon's EOS VR software solutions, the EOS VR utility and the EOS VR plugin for Adobe Premiere Pro are currently scheduled to be available in late December 2021. Both software solutions will be available as a paid subscription-based model, but will offer free trial periods, details to be disclosed at a later date.
as well as the ability to process still images and certain clip lengths for free. For additional information, please visit usa.canon.com. And there are some intriguing images of what this lens is going to look like. Uh, this could end up being a new thing. I mean, virtual reality photography could end up becoming a huge business. Just have to wait and see. Next up, patent Canon RF 28-70 f2.8 with focus on a compact design. Canon News has uncovered a new optical formula patent for a Canon RF 28-70 uh, f2.8. Canon seems to have worked quite hard at reducing the size of such a design significantly. Design in this patent is actually smaller than the highly regarded Tamron 28-75mm f2.8 Di3 RXD for the Sony email. Canon has a couple of lenses already covering this focal length, such as the RF 28-70 f2L and the RF 24-70 f2.8L IS. But as we saw with the EF mount, the EF 24-70 f4L IS was quite a popular option for people that didn't want the size, expense, or speed of the EF 24-70 2.8L Mark II. With the EF 24-70 F4L IS being discontinued, there is likely a need for a smaller 24-70 type lens for the RF mount. The lens design in this patent is only about 1 cm longer than the EF 24-70 F4L IS, but has the bonus of having an extra stop of light. Could this be a less expensive non-L zoom? Japan Patent Application 2021-156963, focal length 28.84mm, 37.17mm, and 67.90mm, F number 2.91 throughout, half angle of view 32.65 degrees, 28.90 degrees, and 17.67 degrees, image height is 2164 throughout, Total lens length 122.81 millimeters, 111.18 millimeters, and 132.62 millimeters, with a back focus at 21.92, 26.79, and 39.84. I definitely think this is a good possibility that this might be a non-L lens, which would be exciting to see. I am always happy to see Canon come out with less expensive options for RF mount shooters. And this would definitely be a nice one. Another new one that Canon intrigued me with was their recent announcement of the 100 to 400. Um, and I think it's an F5.6 to F8, if I remember correctly, ISSTM. Now, Canon claims, even though it's a silver band lens, it has the same high-quality image capabilities of the 70 to 300 IS Mark II gold band lens for the EF mount, which would be impressive, especially considering Canon is selling the RF mount with supposedly the same image quality as that EF mount, they're selling the RF mount lens for $650, where the 70-300 to IS USM gold band lens for the EF mount sold for $1,000 new. So, considerable savings and much smaller and lighter than the 70-300. to And if you can get the same image quality, that's a win for everybody. And definitely a lens I might have to pick up myself because I do miss my old gold band 70-300. 
Next up, stock notice Canon RF 400mm F2.8 LISUSM and Canon RF 600mm F4 LISUSM. The Canon USA store has stock of the brand new Canon RF 400mm F2.8 LISUSM and the Canon RF 400mm F4 LISUSM. Stock levels are very limited and these lenses will likely be difficult to purchase for the foreseeable future. One of the cool features of the upcoming Canon EOS R3 is its ability to send more power to the autofocus motors to improve performance. The EF version of these lenses are not capable of this feature. The Canon RF 400mm is $11,999 and the Canon RF 600mm is $12,999. So if you need one of those lenses, you might want to jump on it quick before they are gone again and hard to come by. And last up for Canon rumors for this week, Canon updates its list of products affected by supply chain issues. Canon has updated its list of current products affected by supply chain issues to include the recently announced Canon RF 5.2 F2.8 L dual lens fisheye. If you have read much about the global chip and optical glass shortages, all signs point to this being an issue well into 2022. If any of the new products are going to fit into your workflow, I'd definitely get on a pre-order list or two as there are always cancellations. I appreciate Canon doing this, as a lot of these are out of its control. Even bad news can sometimes help you plan projects and work taking place in the near future. The affected products are the Canon EOS R3, the RF 5.2, the RF 14-35 F4L ISUSM, the RF 16mm F2.8 STM, the RF 100mm F2.8 L Macro ISUSM, the RF 100-400 F5-6-8 ISUSM, the RF 100-500 F4-5-7-1 ISUSM, the RF 600mm F2.8, the RF 4 400mm 2.8 and the 600mm f4, I apologize, uh, ring type tripod mount EB, the iCup ER-H, the iCup ER-HE, the strap ERL1, lens hood EW-65C, the multi-accessory shoe adapter AD. E1, the speed light transmitter ST-E10, multi-accessory shoe directional stereo microphone, the DM-E1D, and the multi-accessory shoe smartphone link adapter AD-P1. So that is all of the items that Canon is expected to be short on supply of for the foreseeable future. And that is going to wrap up Canon rumors for this week. And now we're going to head on over to Nikon rumors for this week. First up, temporary order suspension for some Nikon products, the MBN11 grip and the 70-300mm lens. Nikon issued a new notice about temporary, temporarily suspending orders for several products. The Nikon EP-5A power supply connector, the EP-5B power supply connector, the Nikon MB-N11 power battery pack with vertical grip. The Nikon AF-P Nikkor 70-300 F4 5-56E ED VR lens. At the same time, the following products are available again to order. 
the Nikon AS-15 sync terminal adapter, the Nikon SC-29 TTL off-camera shoe cord with AF assist, and the Nikon EH-5D AC adapter. Here is a full text of the notice, Google translated. Notice regarding temporary suspension of orders for some products. Due to production reasons, it will take some time for some products to be delivered to customers, so we will suspend the acceptance of orders after Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. I made it. Uh, we sincerely apologize for any inconvenience caused to our customers. We will consider the delivery time and the resumption time of orders while observing the situation and will inform you again as soon as it's confirmed. We will do our utmost to deliver the product as soon as possible, and we appreciate your understanding. And that is it for that one. So it looks like Nikon, just like everybody else, is suffering from supply shortages. Next up, Nikon Z9 announcement tonight. Now, this is from October 4th. The Nikon Z9 could officially be released tonight after midnight, EST, October 5th. I'm still trying to confirm this information. I am also not sure if this will be the official announcement to the public or just an internal presentation to dealers. Some stores in Europe already have the Nikon Z9 on their website, and those same stores are known to create new product listings only after they get the official info from Nikon. For example, there are others as well, which I will not mention here. And let's see here. If the Nikon Z9 is announced tonight, shipping should start at the end of October or in early November, but expect the wait time to be very long given the current global parts shortage and shipping crisis. Prepare for a long Z9 pre-orders wait time. Update. Another date I heard for the Z9 announcement is October 13th. The latest set of Nikon Rumored Nikon Z9 specifications can be found at the accompanying link. And so, that was from, as I said, October 4th. Next up, Nikon officially announced a Z9 mirrorless camera teaser. This is from October 5th. All right, after I stayed up the whole night waiting for the Z9 mirrorless camera to be announced, I woke up this morning to a new Z9 mirrorless camera teaser. So my report yesterday was for the teaser, not the real announcement, which is why I was getting conflicting information. Expect the final official Z9 release in late October or early November, which was the original rumored date. Here's the first Z9 teaser video. This post will be updated multiple times in the next few hours, so please refresh this page to get the latest version. Screenshots from the video, which are intriguing. This, uh, There will be three more teasers before the official announcement. The latest set of rumored Nikon Z specifications can be found at the accompanying link, which, of course, you can find in the show notes for this episode. Next up, Nikon Z9 camera teaser the day after. This was published on October 6th. And there are some beautiful images there. Reese and Matt posted a nice breakdown video of the new Nikon Z9 camera teaser that you can watch on their YouTube channel. The previous post got about 700 comments, so we definitely need a new place to continue the Z9 discussion. All right, and with that, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back with more Nikon rumors for this week. 
We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Next up, the new Nikon Nikkor Z40mm f2 lens is now shipping. Uh, let's see here. The new Nikon Nikkor Z40 f2 is now shipping. Check pricing and availability at, in the United States, Adorama, B&H Photo, and Amazon. It shows a retail price of $299.95. In the UK at Wex Photo and Park Cameras. In Denmark at Photo Earnhardt and Calumet. And in Canada at Camera Canada. Sample photos from the Nikkor Z40mm f2 lens can be found on Flickr. Here are a few pictures of the new lens where you can clearly see the plastic mount. And it is still an intriguing lens and reasonably inexpensive. It's running the same price as the new Canon RF 16mm f2.8 STM pancake lens that I'm intrigued to pick up a copy of whenever it becomes actually available. Next up, deal of the day, Tamron SP 45mm f1.8 DIVC USD lens for Nikon F mount, now $210 or, or 35% off, free tap-in console included. Now, just to let you know, even though this article says deal of the day, I did check as of recording this episode, the deal is still on. So even though this was from October 7th, as of Sunday, October 10th, deal is still available. The Tamron SP45 F1.8 DIVC USD lens for Nikon F mount is now $210 off or 35% at Adorama only. The deal also includes a free Tamron tap-in console for Nikon F mount lenses, which is a $60 value. Uh, the lens is $389 at this new price, so regular price is $599. Now, it says this offer will end tomorrow, Friday, October 8th at 10 a.m. Eastern, but that is incorrect. As I said, I checked this morning, and as of the time of this recording on October 10th, you can still get the $210 off. Next up from Nikon Rumors, DxO Pure Raw version 1.5 released with support for the Nikon ZFC camera. Today, DxO released Pure Raw version 1.5 with added support for the Nikon ZFC camera and two Nikkor lenses. A full list of all supported cameras and lenses can be found at the accompanying link, and a free trial is available at another accompanying link. Adobe also released the new Photoshop Plus Premiere Elements 2022. Additional information is available at two accompanying links, which you can find in the show notes. And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, the release of the Nikon Nikkor Z28mm f2.8 Special Edition lens is now postponed to November 19th. The Nikon ZFC plus 28mm SE kit now in stock. 
after the initial delay, Nikon Japan issued a notice today that the release of the Nikon Nikora Z 28mm f2.8 Special Edition lens is now postponed until November 19th. It is interesting to note that the Nikon ZFC camera kit with the same Nikkor Z 28mm Special Edition lens is currently in stock at Adorama for $1,196.95. Here's the full text of the press release, which I'm not going to read. It's basically the same thing as the previous delay official for, uh, press release. But once the lens does become available by itself, you'll be able to get the Nikon Nikkor Z 28mm f2.8 special edition lens for $296.95. So that is going to wrap up Nikon rumors for this week. And we'll get ready to head on over to Fuji rumors. All right, and now we head on over to Fuji Rumors, and he has a lot of content for us for this week. Maybe Fujifilm finally got it. It makes no sense to offer deals when you can't ship the gear. And this shows a Fujifilm XGFX great savings on the X-T4. Back in May, I told you, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that Fujifilm keeps launching massive deals on gear they mostly can't even ship due to supply shortages of chips and other parts. And yet for months, they kept either constantly launching new deals or extending and adjusting current deals. But now it's over. For the first time in a while this Sunday, I can't report on any deal running in North America. And also in Europe, almost all deals expired with the last ones being some discounts on Fujifilm X-T4 body and kits in Germany and the United Kingdom as well as other EU countries. So I guess that's the news for this Sunday. No hot deals to report on and quite frankly, it looks uh, it's good like this. Fujifilm better focus on shipping the existing orders rather than stacking up even more orders, creating a huge discomfort to customers who have to wait months for their gear to finally ship. Don't get me wrong, I love deals. I bought lots of my X and GFX gear in offers too, but everything has its time and now is not the time for deals, but for factories to catch up with demand. A little good note at the end, our coupon code deal still runs. Next up, the Kippon iBlux 40mm F0.85 MK3 version is coming soon with sample images. All right, so the Kippon iBlux 40mm uh, F0.85 MK3 is coming. Kippon says, quote, wide open shooting with the new iBlux 40 F0.85 Mark III on Fujifilm X-Mount. Much better chronomatic aberration control, better resolution, and better control under strong light. Just a fun fact, Kippon once said here that their iBelux 40mm F085 performs better on Fuji than on Sony cameras. Why? They don't know. It's the same lens. Who knows if X-Trans helps a bit to get better results with a winking, smiling face. Uh, Kippon iBelux 40mm F085 MK2, which is the previous version, is available at Amazon US, B&H Photo, and Adorama, and there are some intriguing photos to go along with it here in this article, which you can find in the show notes. 
Next up, Tamron 18-300, F35-63 for Fujifilm X-Mount reviews and video demos. This lens is available for $699, coming soon. Uh, so you can pre-order now or request a stock alert. Finally, the first reviews and videos about the Tamron 18-300, F35-63 for Fujifilm X-Mount hit the web. A blog post with lots of images can be found at Ivan Joshua here, who writes a final as final sentence, quote, when the world is open again and one could travel the world, if you could only have a single lens, the Tamron 18 to 300 is a worthy consideration. There are also some videos shared by a couple of Japanese YouTube channels. I'll share them all down below. You can quickly fly over the videos to see samples and autofocus demos. And for your convenience, I'll highlight timestamps with recommended to watch parts in the video. The Tamron 18-300 can be pre-ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. A full list of current, future, and rumored third-party X-Mount AF lenses can be found at an accompanying link. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 50mm, or GFX 50S Mark II Owner's Manual is now available. You can download the PDF at the accompanying link and there's also the HTML version. The GFX 50S2 can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The GF 35-70, F45-56 at the same uh, retailers. And that is it for that short article. Next up, the Fujifilm X-T32 uh, Owner's Manual is now available as well. You can get the PDF or the HTML version at the accompanying links in the show notes. The X-T32 can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment, as can the XF 23mm F1.4 RLMWR and the XF 33mm F1.4 RLMWR. WR from the same retailers. Next up, the Tamron 18-300 F35-63 shipping delays due to high demand. Press release, thank you for continued patronage of Tamron products. Scheduled to be released on Thursday, October 28, 2021. New products, the 35-150 F2-28 Di3 VXD model a, a, uh, A058 for Sony E-mount. The 28-75mm F2.8 Di3 or VXD G2 model A063 for Sony E-mount and 18 to 300 millimeter F35 to 63 DI3 A VC VXD model B061 for the Fujifilm X-mount. We received reservations that greatly exceeded our expectations. Therefore, it is expected that the number of production will not keep up with customer requests. We want to thank our many order uh, thank you for our many orders and deeply apologize for the inconvenience caused to all concerned parties, including customers who are waiting for the product to be released. Delivery to some customers who have already made a reservation may be after the release date. In addition, it may take some time before the product is delivered because it will be delivered to customers who made reservations in the future. We will do our utmost to deliver the product as soon as possible, and we appreciate your understanding. So as usual, everyone's being plagued with delays in production. Next up, the Fujifilm LUT 2.0. 
or 1.21 released. LUT for F-Log or Lookup Table has been released with support for the Fujifilm X-T30 Mark II. The F-Log LUT E version 1.20 zip file can be downloaded at the accompanying link in the show notes. Decompress the uh, zip file and launch the .cube file for, uh, or sorry, from a movie editor. And that is it for that article. So we will move on. Next up, Fujifilm X-T30 Mark II to ship in January 2022, only according to Adorama. When we made our huge Fujifilm X-GFX 2021 in stock check, we saw that all U.S. stores expected the Fujifilm X-T30 Mark II to start shipping on October 21st. However, Adorama has now changed the date and expects it for January 13th of 2022. So it looks like the delay is going to stretch on for a bit longer. Next up, the uh, Fujifilm releases firmware updates for the GFX 100S, Black Magic Raw, GFX 50S slash R, the X-T4, the X-T3, the X-H1, the X-Pro3, the X-100V, the X-E4, and the X-T30. Uh, Fujifilm has released all of these firmware updates. A highlight is the is definitely the Blackmagic RAW support for the GFX 100 and 100S. Down below, you'll find all the details. And now back to sleep for me. As I wrote this article at 3 a.m. Italian time, Fuji Rumors is always happy to serve you 24-7. And I did get the email from Fuji the other day about the new firmware for my GFX 50R. And I have already gone ahead and installed it. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 100S and GFX 100 get Blackmagic RAW and a new feature guide for firmware 1.20 and 4.10. Earlier today, Fujifilm dropped a bunch of new firmware updates, some more substantial, some just bug fixes. You can see the full list of the accompanying link. The biggest change comes for the Fujifilm GFX 100S and the GFX 100, which get Blackmagic RAW support. This required Fujifilm to update the owner's manuals for these two cameras. You can find the firmware in various languages, as well as the manuals, the accompanying links in the show notes. But there are Fujifilm updates also for the Fujifilm X-T4, X-T3, X-H1, X-T30, X-E4, X-Pro3, X-100V, Fujifilm GFX50S, and the Fujifilm GFX50R. Make sure to check out all the details and download the latest firmware at our dedicated article here. And even though I'm not into video with my Fujifilm GFX 100S, I will update my camera anyways because who knows what Fujifilm fixed with that fix of minor bug sprays. Sometimes they fix major bugs, actually. Don't ask me why they do it. It's great news. If Fujifilm fixes a major bug, no need to hide it behind a generic minor bug fixed phrase. Ah, that's so funny. But uh, it's great to see that Fuji has released so many new firmware updates for existing cameras. It's all in stock in Europe. The Fujifilm GFX 50S2, the Fujinon GF35-70, and the XF33 1.4. All in stock in Europe, nothing in the USA. Good news first, several stores 
spread all over Europe, now have the Fujifilm GFX 50S2, the Fujinon GF35-70, and the XF33 1.4 in stock. In fact, I received lots of emails by Fuji Rumors readers, thank you a lot, who either got their sample already or found the gear marked as available at several stores. So it looks like over here in Europe, Fujifilm will be a, uh, was able to keep its word and ship the gear by late September, early October. So if you live in Europe, check out your local store to see if they have the gear available. An exception is, of course, the Fujinon XF23 1.4, which Fujifilm said would ship only sometimes in no, sometime in November. The bad news, well, if you live in North America, then nothing shipped and nothing is in stock so far. Seems like Fujifilm prioritized Europe customers, uh, European customers this time. To know when Fujifilm expects to start shipping the latest X and GFX gear in the USA, check out our huge in-stock uh, article at the accompanying link. The GFX 50X2 can be ordered in the USA at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. In the European Union at Amazon Denmark, Calumet Denmark, ParksC.UK, uh, Wex UK, Amazon UK, and PCH Store. And for the GF35-70, 45-56, and all of the same retailers in the USA and Europe, uh, the X-T30 Mark II can be ordered in the USA at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The XF23 1.4 at the same retailers in the US, as well as the same ones previously mentioned in the EU, and the same for the, 33, the XF33mm F1.4 RLMWR. Next up, updated Fujifilm Gear 2021 in-stock check. Fujifilm GFX 100S soon at Amazon and XE4 available now at B&H Photo. Here is an updated stock check for the gear Fujifilm announced in North America, the GFX 100S. Adorama and Moment have a few samples in stock, but as to as expected, they run out quickly. The next one to possibly have a few available should be Amazon, who expects stock by October 20th. The Fujifilm GFX 100S can be ordered at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The GF80 1.7 is available in Amazon US here at B&H Photo and at Moment, not available at Adorama and Focus Camera. So that is it for that one. Still some difficulty in getting these items, which is to be expected. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, save 47% on Topaz Image Quality Bundle and 30% on Nick Collection, Nick Collection 4. You can now save a total of $125 on the Topaz Image Quality Bundle. Click here with the checkout code FUJIRUMOR. Also this weekend, you can save 30% on the Nike Collection 4. Download a free trial version here. And that is going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week. Now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up from Sony Alpha Rumors, Tamron announces there will be a possible 35 to 150 FE lens shipment shortages due to unexpected high demand. The Tamron 35 to 150 F2 to 2A DI3 VXD lens for Sony E mount is available for $1,899 for pre order. 
two news. One, Tamron announced the 35 to 150 FE lens got much higher pre-orders than expected. That's why you might have to wait a while before you get yours. Two, the lens is now available for pre-order at Adorama as well as B&H Photo. Uh, Photo Koch DE, Photo Earnhardt DA, Wex UK, and Park UK. Next up, confirmed, Sony A7 IV will be announced on October 21st at 15 to 1600 local London time. I got a lot of feedback after yesterday's rumor, and I can now confirm with 99.99% certainty that at last we will get the Sony A7 IV on October 21st. The announcement is expected to happen around 15 to 1600 London time. Stay tuned on Sony Alpha rumors this day, and I will live blog the event. There might be a Sony live stream video as well. The Sony A7 4 rumored specs launch on October 21st if chip supply permits this. Newly developed 33 megapixel sensor, 15 stops of dynamic range, 3.69 million dot EVF and LCD is improved as well at 1.44 million dots possibly. 4K 30 video is oversampled from 7K, 4K 60p, 5.5 stops of in-body image stabilization plus AS, same A7S 3 body design and same heatsink system, full-size HDMI, fully articulating LCD screen, UHS-2 card slots, uh, and CF Express slots. Same new Sony menu system as the A7S 3 I'm still not sure about this, but price might be around $2,499. Next up, rumors Sony will launch the new FE70-200 F2.8 GM OSS 2 this month. I can now confirm that Sony will soon launch the new FE70-200 F2.8 GM OSS-2 lens, possibly on October 21st, along with the A7 IV. This isn't a surprise. I already wrote that Sony plans to update both GM zooms, the 24-72 and the 70-200-2. What I am not sure yet is if this, is all, uh, if this also, the 24-70 GM-2, will be announced on, in October or if it's going to be announced later hope to get this info for you soon so we'll have to wait and see on that next up press tech sony to exhibit at ctech 2021 online from october 19th to the 22nd sony a74 on display Yesterday, I told you that Sony would announce the new A7 IV on October 21st. Curious enough, today Sony announced an online event from October 19th to the 22nd. Guess we are going to see the A7 IV there. Sony will be exhibiting at SeaTech 2021 online, showcasing imaging and sensing technologies under the theme of See, Sense, and Fascinate the World with Clarity. And that is interesting to see that they are going to be at that. From the announcement, Tokyo Japan Sony Group Corporation, or Sony, announced today it will participate in SeaTech 2021 online from October 20, uh, 19th to the 22nd, offering an exhibit of the theme Sea Sense and Fascinate the World with Clarity. This year's SeaTech will be held online based on the theme of connecting society, co-creating the future. 
Ever since bringing Japan's first transistor to market, Sony has been creating unique products and markets by building upon its semiconductor technology. Later, Sony developed CMOS Image Sensor, a high-quality imaging technology that delivers emotion by providing all new imaging experiences on cameras and mobile devices, as well as sensing technology, which gathers and utilizes a variety of information and have also contributed to safety and security of mobility, solved industry challenges, and contributed to society and the environment. For this year's C-Tech, Sony's theme, See, Sense, and Fascinate the World with Clarity, the exhibit will showcase imaging and sensing technology which have helped achieve Sony's purpose to fill the world with emotion through the power of creativity and technology. The 22 videos scheduled to be available at the event include six mobility-related videos, eight videos on social and environmental initiatives, and eight entertainment-related videos. The videos will be offered in advance to the media on October 18th, 2021, after which they will be accessible for viewing by registered guests of SeaTech from October 19th to the 22nd. Showcased initiatives, Mobility, Vision S, S-Pad, Depth Sensor, Automotive, LiDAR, Image Sensor for Automotives, Social and Environment, Edge AI Sensing Platform, Intelligent Vision Sensor, and Event-Based Vision Sensors, uh, entertainment, full-frame mirrorless interchangeable lens cameras, the A1, 5G flagship smartphone Xperia 1 Mark III, image sensor for mobile, and time-of-flight image sensor for mobile, etc. So a lot of exciting things will be going on at SeaTac. Next up, first Tamron 35-150mm to 150 millimeter autofocus test. And you can watch the accompanying video on YouTube to see the autofocus test. There's a couple of different YouTube videos on this that you can check out for yourself. Rumor the 70-200 GM2 will be announced one week before the A7 IV. I'm really not sure about this rumor, but the new Sony 70-200 GM2 lens might be announced next week already. A new source told me the lens will be announced a week before the A7 IV launch, which will be on October 21st. So we'll have to wait and see if that does happen later on this coming week. Next up, Amazon launched the outlet deals with rebates on photo accessories too. You can find a ton of outlet deals on Amazon page. It also includes deals on photo accessories. And that is it for that article. A fairly short one, but a lot of interesting items according to the images and the screenshots. Next up, Sigma 18-50 f2.8 DC-DN Contemporary E-Lens will be announced on October 19th. Nokashita reports the new APS-C e-lens will be announced on October 19th at 1300 local time. Lens specs, quote, 13 elements in 10 groups, minimum shooting distance of 12.1 centimeters, wide angle, 30 centimeters telephoto, maximum shooting magnification, 1 to 2.8, wide angle, 1 to 5 telephoto, filter diameter, 55 millimeters, size, 64.8 or 65.4 by 74.5 millimeters, E-mount version 61.6 by 76.5 millimeters, weight 290 grams. 
Next up, rumor A74 4K60 will be oversampled from 4.8K S35 mode and 10-bit 422. The A74 can record 4K60. It will be oversampled from 4.8K S35 mode and 10-bit 422. I am getting more info every hour, so stay tuned. The Sony A7 IV rumored specs launch on October 21st, newly developed 33 megapixel sensor, 15 stops of dynamic range. Uh, all of this is stuff that I read a moment ago in the earlier article on the rumored specs for this camera, so I won't bore you with it all again. And last up from Sony Alpha rumors for this week, leaked new Samyang 24-70 f2.8 FE autofocus and parfocal zoom lens. A source sent me this first leaked image of a new Samyang 24-70 f2.8 FE parfocal lens. This is the first autofocus zoom lens from Samyang and it will now officially compete against other third-party makers like Sigma and Tamron. And that wraps up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, and that's going to wrap up episode 192 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by on YouTube, visit the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And if you do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania, channels as well. That would be greatly appreciated. Also wanted to remind you that this is the last week for the Winner Wireless Lavalier Microphone giveaway. So make sure you get your four entries in. The contest will end this Friday, October 15th, and the winner will be announced on Saturday the 16th, and their prize will be sent out to them shortly thereafter. All right, that's going to wrap everything up. I will see you all again on Thursday for my episode on shutter priority mode.